Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. This is Reba and Allison, and we are here today with Rooted Deep. We're so glad you joined us. Uh, Ali, this has been a, a lot of really fun conversation about women in every decade. We started this several weeks ago, and I think it's been good. I have really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it reconnecting with uh, women of different age groups, reconnecting and listening to their stories. And we learned a few things, I feel like. You know, I do. Uh, it was kind of flashback to remembering my 20s and 30s. Uh, and, and, you know, thinking about what I was, where I was and my thoughts and, and, and in those decades, uh, and then also learning some things, you know, from the women that are ahead of us and thinking about what it might look like to be in the sixties and seventies and how, how life will change. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we, we really discovered is there were similarities. I was, I was really surprised by the similarities that there were several threads of, of kind of the same um, the same thing, even in every decade, I thought there would be, and there were so much differences, but I Mm -hmm. feel like we could pull out some of the similarities and that was a blessing. Uh, that was a blessing to hear. Yeah, it really was because, uh, you know, we heard some, we heard some things that it theme wise, we could pull out, we could say, these are true just in every single decade. Uh, and then we, you know, then obviously, uh, uniquenesses and the funness of hearing, um, also how the decades have changed, you know, um, perspective, uh, as a 20 year old or perspective as a 30 year old different than maybe it was when I was 20. Oh yeah. And I think, but you know, 20, 30 years ago, when we were, when we were in the, in that early twenties decade, um, the technology and the fact that we're even doing this now, podcasts didn't even exist when you and I were in our twenties, right? Zoom wasn't a thing. No. Uh, video conferencing was Mm-mm. just for like the super wealthy, you know, businessmen. Yeah, business um, people. And so even that, yeah, like important people. Um, but now just knowing that the access that technology has given everything and how that has changed for our 20 and 30 somethings um, based on versus what we what we had to deal with. Like we had to deal with slam books and um, and we had to wait for our 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 brothers to get off the phone so we could plug into the internet if there was internet um or you know and and pass the jack around and i think we probably should have started each podcast with with that crazy internet sound that we all remember from our decade do you remember oh you you know know, i know that's true it's like the uh (laughs) the aol thing you know that you know uh yeah and you're waiting yeah. Uh, different sounds. yeah but you know here's what's crazy Allie and yeah. I know this makes me sound super old but I'm only 56 but they didn't have we did not have yeah. cellular phones in our hands okay in my 20s yeah. we were still the bag phone yeah and remember the big phone in the bag came out um when yes. I was in my 20s mm-hmm. And, um, I was coaching and I'll never forget the university giving me one of those for me to travel with the team and just telling me, listen, you better have lost your head when you dial this thing. Cause it's going to cost us a million bucks, you know, um, <laughs> you know, and so, you know, right. to think about the fact that it was, it was several years later before we hustled from bag phone to having right. it 
in our hands and then in our pockets and now on our watches. Yeah. And I mean, it's just crazy yeah. uh, when you think about how drastically it it's changed to be, you know, that age group. Right. I, and I think that that is funny to think about just how drastically things have changed, even just from from five years ago, if we, you know, pre pandemic and 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 how mm-hmm. and how different different decades kind of handled um, kind of what the world's going through right now. Yeah. And uh, so I, I just I've loved speaking to our to our 20s and 30s. And I've really, really loved speaking, you know, to our age group, because we're like, yeah, it's like we're talking, we know what we went through, gen- you know, Generation X and all that. And then speaking to those um, a little bit of a little bit ahead of us, and uh, we pulled out. We definitely heard the differences, but I love all the all the themes that really. Mm-hmm. Uh, when as we talk about it, there's some themes that you know just kind of are threaded through the decades, and I think that's really important to pull out. Yeah, you know, I think listening to the girls um, all the way up through, one of the things that really stuck out to me is that every one of these women uh, strongly identified the fact that God was with them whether it be the 20 year olds talking about starting, you know, a a business, um, you know, all the way to our 30 year olds launching a brand new book to, you know, all the way through to our 60s and 70 year olds talking about God is their anchor and he's the one that gives them energy and strength to move through. So it didn't really matter. It just seemed like one of the pervasive themes was, you know what, God has been with us all along the way. Mm -hmm. And their desire to to honor him, even where they are. Because we talk to women who are single. We talk to women married with children. We talk to women with children and grandchildren mm-hmm. and um, and just his presence throughout their life and their desire to, to honor him, even in this decade um, that they're in or even in this season. And so again, like you said, that theme of, of and you know, and every single woman, we do have to say this, every single woman we talk to, um, is a Christ follower, is a Christian. Yeah. And that was important, obviously, to us because we wanted, we did want to, if we're, if we're talking about being rooted deep, we needed to talk to people who are rooted, rooted deep. deep. And uh, mm-hmm. they're, yeah, and they're, but their rootedness, it didn't, there were so many things that we could, that, that um, so many phrases that they would use. And it was similar between the 20s and the 70 year old about, um, uh, just about God's presence in their life. Like you said, that was exciting to hear. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I heard something else, too, as we were talking to the women, um, and that is each one of them felt like they had purpose. And I felt like that's important, really, because, you know, you can you can look at it one way or the other. You can say, well, my real true purpose in life doesn't start until I'm older. Or you can say my true purpose Mm -hmm. in life ended when I was younger. And and I think both of those are lies. No matter where you sit, they're both lies. Yeah. And I, and that you're absolutely right because we could have been talking. I I was actually halfway expecting the 20 somethings to be, um, just waiting or on the lawn, on the landing or the loading dock or whatever, waiting for something to start. But no, you're right. They had purpose with, with, with their business. They had purpose just even in their educational background. And then when you think of somebody whose retirement age has retired, and they created a new out of education and created a new purpose. Um, you're right. That theme of purpose, it wasn't just for the middle 30s, 40s, 50s decades. It was for um, it was for everybody. And I think that that's important when you want to find contentment in the season you're in. 
Mm. It's important to make sure your contentment, you, you find, you find purpose in, in where you are because it's not an accident. It's not like God has given us a decade. Okay. This is a decade to wait for something else to happen. Right. And you know, we hear wait, we hear wait on the Lord, but that doesn't mean sit right. and wait. Right. It means, it means take, take advantage of this season and, and he's doing something and, and trust in him. And I, I know you're going to, I know you're going to be talking about that later. That's exciting. Well, I just, you're right. Because I really think that um, when we think about like, like, for example, we think about Ecclesiastes chapter three, you know, and there's, it's that mm-hmm. kind of passage that that at least if we know anything about the book of Ecclesiastes, you usually recognize this passage and that there's a time for everything. And there's a season for everything under the heaven. Um, And then there's that list, a time to be born, a time to be, you know, to die, to plant and so forth. But I think when we realize that there is a purpose and a time and a season for where we're at, we're not, um, you know, regardless of what season we're in, whether you're sitting home right now and you feel like all you do is change dirty diapers and, 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 and create, uh, you know, clean up spills or whether you feel like you're, you know, you're single and you're wanting to be married and you're wondering, can I really start my life full with purpose and not be married or, you know, or whether you've lost a spouse and you're on the other end and you think, Hey, maybe my life is no longer purposeful because I don't, I'm no longer part of the, you know, of the movers and the shakers or whatever. You know, I just think no matter where we sit, we've got to be reminded that there is a purpose for us. God has a plan for us and he wants to use us. If we're still breathing air, there's still a reason for us Mm -hmm. to be on the planet and and to be doing things. So uh, I love that verse in Ecclesiastes. He made everything beautiful in his time. And and that includes people, right? Yeah, that includes people. And that does also include um, these moments or this, time period he's making you know this this waiting period or he's making this just like you mentioned um the the early childhood mothering that you have to do with this you know all i'm doing all day is feeding and changing and feeding and changing um and you wonder how could god make that beautiful and you're like ali you don't have children how do you know that's beautiful and i don't i can't see it because i'm not good with dirty diapers necessarily <laughs> yeah but um but spending time, I've, you know, I've spent time with some families just recently. I'm, I'm at a missions conference right now and just seeing how important these families are trying to, you know, spend this time in, in teaching their kids. They're bringing, the, they're bringing their children up to missionaries and saying, these, these are missionaries. These are people who tell people about Jesus. And these tiny little children are, are looking at us, you know, with sticky fingers and um, just you know, and, but it's the parents that want to learn and take that time to teach. And these, the, every moment, like you said, is like the Bible says is beautiful in that, in that moment. And so we don't want to waste it. Um, Gary and I right now are spending time and he keeps, he keeps talking about, man, we're really in a good season. And he keeps talking. Um, he keeps talking about this good season that we're in. And I, of course, a little bit pessimistic because I know what's coming. Anytime you're in a good season, that means that <laughs> storms are coming, you know, right. and, um, and he's like, stop saying storms coming. Like, He's telling me to stop saying a storm's coming. I'm telling him to stop saying it's a good season. Um, right. But even this good season, you don't want to you don't want to waste it. You don't want to say, no. "All right, we're in a good season." No, this is the time to really be um, 
practicing those spiritual disciplines and mm-hmm. really get rooted, rooted deep because something else is coming. But again, that time is also beautiful. That season is also going to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. You look back on seasons of challenges and you can see that he makes that just beautiful ashes um, and, and beauty from ashes. And so, you know, when you're thinking about your life, cause I, you're a big day, uh, day counter. My husband's really into counting his days lately and counting his years. And we've got, cause we're, we're celebrating 20 years here in the Dominican uh, yeah. this year. Uh, and I think it's exciting. And like, what are the next 20 years going to look like? Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think, and I, I think it's so important just to say, Hey, those times that were really hard, we can definitely see where the Lord just made something beautiful out of that. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. You know, I was um, thinking about, there's the ending passage there. Uh, you know, what the verses that we're so much famous with in Ecclesiastes 3 are those beginning verses. There's a time for everything and so forth. But when you get through that whole long list of all the things that there's a time for, you know, a time to keep and throw away, a time to dance, a time to weep, a time to love. I mean, you just go down through this whole list. But when you get all done with that, I want you to listen to the power of the next couple of verses. It says, what do workers gain from their toil? Great question. So all of this, we go through all of these highs and lows in life. And what do we gain from our toil? And then, then he says this, I've seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He's made everything. Here we go. He's made everything beautiful in his time. He's also set eternity in our hearts. And he says this, no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning to end. I know there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in their toil. This is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing will be added to it and nothing taken away from it. God does it so that people will fear him and it moves on. But that one phrase that I think is just so powerful there is that we, you know, the writer just says, Hey, look, you know, there's eating and there's drinking and there's satisfaction and there's where in our toil. And this is the gift of God. So in the middle of all the ups and the downs, God gives this beauty. He gives joy. He gives peace. He gives love. He gives all of these things. And and he, call, and, he, and he brings us into this world and says, look, I, I brought you here to enjoy this. So, you know, even in its brokenness, um, God says, this is the gift that I've given to you. And, and I think for all of us, the challenge is to be reminded wherever we sit right now, today, whatever the, our birthday is, you know, whatever the number is that we're representing right now, uh, God has made this time in our lives beautiful. And it has, does have purpose. Mm-hmm. It has value. And this is the gift of God for us right now. So how are we enjoying that gift that God has given us? And are we, are we just kind of, you know, sitting, moaning and groaning, missing these moments that God has for us? Mm -hmm. And, and are we waiting for this season to end for something else to start? And, uh, and I think a lot of us, I think, you know, maybe, um, as a, as a, you know, used to, as a, as a childless woman, I was like, well, I'm just going to do this until I have children right. or a single per- single person because I, I just gonna be this until I get until, and then, sure. um mm-hmm. women with with yeah and then women with small children are like okay I'm gonna in- endure this until you know and it's gonna be but again not wasting not wasting those beautiful moments and understanding that um that is w- everything that God has given us including our time 
whatever he gives he gives us is eternal we can make we can make eternal we can add eternal value to it by by dedicating it to the lord whether it's serving a meal to a family whether it's taking you know taking a meal to a sick person whether it's whether it's changing your baby's diaper or whether it's learning a new learning a new language or you know just there's so many so much eternal value and i think that's um when he's talking about these times and these seasons and he's like you know what it's all got value and it's all going to be beautiful. Um, and so when we talk to these women, 20s, 30s, 40s and on, um, I think it was interesting how each one of them had purpose, like mm-hmm. you said, and they could see and they were trusting whether they enjoyed the their time uh, the season or not, they could actually see what the Lord was doing, but then they're not, they weren't afraid of change either. Yeah. Every single one of them had been through these changes. Um, whether it's, whether it's, uh, um, whether it's a career change or whether it's a family, you know, family dynamics change or starting a new business or just retirement change, you can't help it. It's, yeah, it's I inevitable. Think change is the one constant change is constant, which is so funny because you, it's an ironic statement, but you know, something's going to change really soon, but these women were not fearful of that change. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think in every, in every position that we find ourselves in, there's always challenges and there's always blessings. And I think if we can, mm-hmm. you know, as we keep our eyes on some of those things, change can be good, so much, such good a thing. You know, it can, you know, we never know what, what God is bringing next. And sometimes we, we push back against that and we cross our arms and we're like, no, no, no. Like, you know, we go kicking and screaming. And yet I think sometimes God is like, yeah, would you get over yourself? Because there's a good thing for you over here. You know, if you would just wake up and let go with me here. Uh, but so many times we automatically think change is always bad and it's just not. God has different places and stations for us in different seasons of life. And those places we can find the same joy and the same um, fulfillment that we found in another place. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and we always say that, you know, the the one unchangeable thing that we have in our, in our, in our hands is the word of God. And yeah. so what I feel like, and that's, and that's, that's a, so important about talking about being rooted deep um everything else is changing seasons change and weather changes you know for that tree in psalm one yeah you know Mm -hmm. but those roots are so are so deep and so connected to to that living to the living water that we know change is coming we know change is going to happen and you know and you remember that story about um that man who planted a tree um in just perfect conditions gave him perfect, the perfect amount of light, the perfect amount of hydration, the perfect amount of, um, of, uh, nutrients that the tree needed to grow and the tree kept falling. And because, and he had built it in this biodome and they, but the tree kept falling and he's like, I'm giving this tree everything he needs. And the one thing that tree didn't have was wind. And so the wind that makes a tree like deepen their roots and strengthen their roots, there was no wind. So the tree had no reason to, um, to, 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 to dig, to dig his roots deeper. And so, um, and, and that's, I mean, that's a story y'all can Google it. I don't know where it came from, but that is a, um, this, this man was trying to to build the perfect conditions, but he forgot to add adversity for a tree that Mm -hmm. needs to just that strength. Um, and you've seen palm trees. I mean, we love 
I love driving up and down the coast of the DR because you see palm trees that are straight up and down. Yeah. And then along the coast, there's so many palm trees that are just blown to the side, but yet their roots are still connected. And I think, and then they, and then it keeps, and then it turns upward again. And Mm -hmm. I just, I love that, that visual that we have, that even change in adversity is what makes us stronger and more, and even more beautiful, just more interesting. And, um, and, and, and God is a part of that, but he's our constant and his word is unchangeable. Yeah, no, that's, that's just so good. And and I think that's the ultimate, you know, these are the ultimate lessons that we've kind of hopefully drawn out of every decade, regardless of maybe what Mm -hmm. new thing uh, you, a little nugget of wisdom you gained uh, from the women that we talked with. I think overall, these are some big principles that we just wanted to spend some time today, just kind of pulling out, make sure you didn't miss these things uh, because it, you know, it's true uh, wherever we're at, wherever, whatever station or place in life God has us at the moment, he's with us there. He's faithful in that place. He's got purpose for us in that place or we wouldn't be there. Uh, you know, and there's, we're going to find both challenge and blessing in that place. And, you know, uh, and so I think those are just such great things. Uh, as we go forward. Um, and and so now, Allie, we're, we're wrapping up this conversation on the decades. Um, so where are we going next? I mean, do you know what we're going to talk about next? Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm not, I'm actually quite excited about it. And this will are, surprise you. But yeah, I'm very surprised. Well, it was your idea. <laughs> <laughs> It really was my idea because uh, my least, somebody asked me a long time ago, what is your least favorite book in the Bible? And I'm like, what a question. But I had the immediate answer is James. Cause I'm like, I'm the type of person I'm like, stop telling me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. You're stepping on my toes, James. And, um, but I loved your Bible study of that you did of James. And I thought that that would be a wonderful time. Let's just unpack my least favorite book in the Bible. And let's see if I can change. (laughs) Let's see if Reba can change my mind. On, uh, on why James is such a valuable, and it is, it is. But for somebody who doesn't like James very much, I sure quote it a lot, don't I? You do. You quote it a lot, and and I think secretly you, you do really love the book. You just <laughs> don't know that you do. Um, and so yeah, I'm, we're excited to be able yeah. to start the next podcast on the book of James. So if you want to participate with us in this, and we hope you do, um, you can obviously just begin to read through the book of James. There's five chapters. And uh, it's a great way just to kind of read chapter one uh, before the next podcast and just kind of get a setting uh, for what's happening there in that book. Uh, Maybe do a little background. Um, And then if you want, um, you can go to dareformore.org and order our study on the book of James. You'll have that book sent to you um, and you can kind of do the study while we are moving through, uh, through it on the podcast. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. I, I actually like the book of James. Uh, he is a hard hitter. He's blunt. Um, and maybe that's why you yeah. don't like him, Allie, is because you and him are quite a lot alike. Um, maybe <laughs> that's it. You're, you're, yeah. You're both straight to the point, blunt, uh, don't mess around. Uh, let's just talk. Let's just get real here real quick. So yeah. I think that uh, you're going to enjoy the conversation that we've got coming up on James. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. I think so too. And I'm really excited. I'm going to dig out those memory verses that came with the book because I bought the book. I'm going to dig out the memory verses and um, I'm going to refresh uh, refresh my my memory uh, with those with the Bible verses that came with that book. And so that's what that's going to be my homework as we okay. prepare for James. All right. So we'll get, get in a little bit of James now. All right. Well, it's been a good podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on Rooted Deep and uh, we'll look forward to connecting with you again next week. 
Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.